In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Howdy, y'all, and oh. welcome to Shit Show. That's already the most annoying holiday you've ever been on. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Rig, and I'm joined today by my faithful co-host, Gus. I'm uh, back from a trip over yonder parts of America. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, my body is is just something. I'm back in one piece, albeit a larger piece. Oh, exactly. And you didn't exactly leave as a midget. So no. you, you've come back s- slightly larger than a large form. I am not the daintiest of flowers. <laughs> I think we all know that. So when people were asking where you were, uh, because obviously... Uh, I threw you under a massive bus as to yep. why we haven't released for a month. Yep. Uh, I was like, oh, he's on his version of Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> <laughs> Eat, Slay, Love. <laughs> Eat, Slay, Love. <laughs> Just pushing Why his, didn't I think of that? <laughs> pushing his way around the States. And also, from your Insta stories, it appeared that you effectively just spent three and a half weeks trolling the bloke that you were with. <laughs> It was just him <laughs> looking like he was having an arduous family holiday uh, and you having the time of your life. He was hating life. <laughs> I'd like to say by the end, but from the start. <laughs> he was just finding it extremely hard. When you find yourself 24 hours a day, seven days a week with somebody, I mean, you know, you, you've got to throw some weird shit in there. What are you talking and, about? I've been there. And he, I've been there with yeah, you, uh, you have, in a small hotel room with and, no ventilation. Oh, and he did not like it. <laughs> There was no maid to uniformly open the window and let the ghouls out. No, those RVs stank to high heaven. Gross. Well, in the meantime, I've been uh, progressively making my way through the A to Z of waspy activities. Yep. I'm up to O, which is open houses. Oh, oh, that's right. Holy shit. Yeah. Everybody is the worst. And you just have such a seething anger towards people you've never met. So I assume that's a level above. I tried looking for a house when my ex and I were looking to move out somewhere together. I thought that was arduous. This must be through the roof. This must be a hundred times worse when you're actually looking to purchase, right? Oh, and also when you rock up and you've just gone, great, this is perfect. Fits into our price range. It's in a great pocket of Marrickville. And you rock up and you're like, I hope that line of people is for a cafe. (laughs) (laughs) It is not. Pull over and it's just 400 people waiting to walk into a shoebox. And then the equivalent of Mr. Chow from The Hangover (laughs) gets out of a white limousine and purchases it for $3 million above asking price. Yeah, totally. Well, it's not as bad because uh, we've, before this, gone through L, M and N, which were like life drawing millinery and nursing endangered animals back to health. (laughs) (laughs) So O is fine. (laughs) Next week is polo. Well, I got to tell you what, I, uh, I don't want any of that. So (laughs) it's so bad. We should, we should probably jump right in. This is shit show. The, podcast that covers Fuck. the great, we haven't even yeah. talked about the show yet yeah we haven't so shit show it's the podcast that covers the greatest dumpster fires past and present the just the world's worst events and humans from history and you have the segments this week my friend gus gus and you are going to start us off with train wreck trophy and what other places start absolutely then, then to play the song you're the worst play it Thank you. 
so let me get this straight. When I do do the right thing, you just try to cut me off. Is that right? Correct. Great. Glad you're with the program. I'll jump straight in. Our first one. I've been sitting on this for three and a half weeks. That's what she said. Excitedly. Wow. You really did have a disappointing tour. <laughs> I, I really did. And I've been watching so many reruns of The Office. <laughs> <laughs> the headline is, a traffic stop turns up whiskey a gun and a rattlesnake, police say, (laughs) and that was before they found the uranium. What? This comes from loyal and faithful listener Robbie Auld, and all credit goes to him, but wow, this (laughs) this is a lot to unpack. When police officers pulled over Stephen Jennings in Oklahoma... Love it, been there. ...on the 26th of June, they searched the car and got a lot more than they bargained for. He was pulled over at 11am after an officer noticed that his car tags were expired. I assume that is number plate and not some kind of weird luggage that you carry on a car in the States. He alerted the officers there were a few other issues likely to arise. There was a gun in the vehicle for starters. Yep. That seems like when you're pulled over in the States, if you uh, say, oh, just to let you know, I have a gun in Oklahoma, the officer's like... Of course you do. Yeah, like I have a goldfish. Exactly. Like, are we all talking about shit that doesn't matter? (laughs) Just letting you know I'm wearing a hat. Yeah. So the officer's not concerned by that. Of course he isn't. But he definitely should have been because just like me uh, cutting you off with the stings, the officer cut him off before he could go on (laughs) to tell him that he was also in possession of... (laughs) an unbelievably large amount of bullshit... So uh, he, he, the guy steps out of the car and the officer goes, um, fantastic, uh, just going to run a, run a check on your licence as well. And that's when the guy goes, oh, that gun, also I don't have a licence for it and I stole it. Oh, <laughs> you know what? There, there are times when if you say just like, hey... don't tell I'm, the truth. If, if, if there are times where you know, there are people out there just like, hey, I'm an open book, right? Honesty is key. But sometimes you just need to shut the fuck up. Totally. You just need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. You don't tell someone that sort of stuff. I think this is the epitome of nice guys finish last. I'm yeah. not saying that a guy that stole a gun and has a rattlesnake and a pot of uranium <laughs> is a nice guy. <laughs> Far from but, it. But he's tried to make up for all these sins. In one he's just a nice guy in a bind. <laughs> What? You don't know him. You don't know the lead up to this. He was fine. He was going through college. He had his whole future ahead of him. And then he held on to a rattlesnake, a gun, and some uranium for a mate. (laughs) Sounds like the start of a joke. A man walks into a bar with a rattlesnake, a gun, and a fucking tub of uranium. (laughs) Because you and I are both thinking that uranium is the same thing. A small small tin of ointment. (laughs) Do you know why I think that? Do you know why I think that? It's because over the course of this show, I think we've both seen the same uranium review on, on Amazon. Amazon. And I'm like, it's obviously not a real review. And people write all these you know, reviews that are not legitimate and they're just trying to be funny, which it is. It's a funny review, but it's obviously fake. But the product is very real. It, <laughs> and it's it like a small tub. It does look like you can get isotopes in tea jars, <laughs> which probably is false. Uh so, the police then uh, found that the car had been reported stolen 
along with the gun and began to dig a little deeper. Where there's smoke, there's fire. (laughs) And this was one big dumpster fire (laughs) of stolen goods. Their discoveries. One bottle of stolen Kentucky Deluxe Whiskey. One stolen rattlesnake. (laughs) And this is where the cops start getting quoted. Because this is the best part about American news. For some reason, everybody has dialogue. It's it's like a primary school play. Everyone gets a line. (laughs) Or a Saturday night in Bondi. Um, So now he's got a rattlesnake, a stolen vehicle, firearm, and somebody under arrest. And a partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) Police Sergeant Anthony Gibbs told CNN affiliate K4. (laughs) Then they found one more thing in the boot. A canister of radioactive powdered (laughs) uranium. What? Here's the best quote I've read in the last year. When that happens, of course, we call in a company that deals with that specifically and it's taken safely into possession, Gibbs said. The uranium is really the wild card in that situation. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes... Uh, and th- this actually happened to me recently. I went into a chemist warehouse near my house and I needed to get toilet paper for the house and also needed some deodorant. And the guy says to me, so what's going on? I go, well, a pretty banging Saturday night, wouldn't you agree? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go to a chemist warehouse with my powdered uranium, my rattlesnake and my gun. <laughs> and he'll be like, what is happening? And I'll be like, the best Saturday night you've ever heard of. <laughs> a party you're not invited to. <laughs> <laughs> now make with that Viagra I asked for. <laughs> so uh, then it goes, the rattlesnake, it should be noted, was happily stored in a terrarium in the back seat. What? What? How can you tell? Did you interview the rattlesnake and find <laughs> that he was happy? How do you say that a rattlesnake <laughs> is happily stored anywhere? Their pure being sounds pissed off 24-7. Also, how do they know that it's stolen? <laughs> it's like, are they microchipped like regular pets? No, it was uh, it was strange. He was carrying a small written note. <laughs> it had a collar. <laughs> Mr. Slimy. Yeah, also also the guy's charged with possession of a stolen vehicle, transporting an open container of liquor, operating a motor vehicle with a suspended license and fail- failure to carry a security verification oh my form. God. The rattlesnake brought no additional charges. <laughs> Oh, the snake, you're fine. You're good. You're good on that. We're giving you a pass on that. Yeah. The rest of it, you're going to need to go to court. Also, no uranium charge. Because it's like they, you know when you're trying to do your tax and it's got a drop-down menu of your occupations? I think it's that for the cops. They're like, oh, let's just ticket him for the stolen vehicle and the open booze. Oh, my God. There's no snakes or uranium (laughs) in the (laughs) drop-down menu. (laughs) But finally, if you are a man, let's say you're a man. Uh, <laughs> okay Just wait Let me visualise Mystically take yourself there And you are transporting A tub of uranium And a terrarium with a happy rattlesnake <laughs> does, it, does it not seem like You are trying to create a new Marvel franchise That is the origin story For a villain <laughs> It's a snake that <laughs> mutates into some giant thing. But it's still got a really sunny disposition. <laughs> it's happy through the whole thing. <laughs> What's your superpower? God, I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so that's the first one. 
Oh my god, he's trying to take over the city. No, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not. Just I'm, I'm just having a great time. Hands, kiss babies. I'm actually running for office. <laughs> All right. So the second one headline: Texas superintendent suspended after allegedly headbutting another superintendent <laughs> while drunk at fast food chain. Amazing. America delivering the goods. So <laughs> this is just such a series of go fuck yourself power struggle. <laughs> a superintendent of a Texas school district was suspended after police and witnesses say he headbutted another superintendent while drunk at a Whataburger. <laughs> Great food. Oh, solid. I can see why he was there. Xavier Delatore, superintendent of El Paso's Yesleta Independent School District, will lose three days of pay following the altercation, <laughs> according to a statement from the school district. Police say they were called to the fast food chain in San Antonio on June 13th about a fight. This is where it gets great. This guy, I'm showing you the picture now, is literally Alec Baldwin's doppelganger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We'll post this on Facebook. Wow. But, yeah, he's a really good shit (laughs) lookalike. Mexican Alec Baldwin. (laughs) Disturbingly, Disturbingly like him. Uh, here is the account of the incident. Dilatore had allegedly sparked the altercation by making fun of fellow superintendent Jose Espinosa's clothes, asking him, where are you coming from? Soccer practice, <laughs> according to a police report. Espinosa, who is the superintendent of the Socorro Independent School District, which covers three cities in Texas, then asked Dilatore to repeat the question. At this point, Delatore did so and headed butt him in the face. <laughs> what? Head butted, rather. Headed butted. <laughs> I did not mean to make that accidentally uh, Spanish. The old El Paso kiss. <laughs> Espinosa responded by punching Delatore in the face as a means of self defense, according to the report. An off duty police officer and a witness told authorities they saw Delatore first headbutt Espinosa. Fair. Both men had their families present. (laughs) How? Way to set that example, fellas. (laughs) Lead from the front. How do you descend quickly? And imagine your dad going, all right, we got a Whataburger. Get in. I'll drive. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Stop. (laughs) Just fucking for one minute. Just don't ride me. We're going to Whataburger. You happy? We're going to Whataburger. And you get like, Dad is not okay. <laughs> get to Whataburger. He proceeds to call out a colleague, then headbutt him <laughs> the whole time belted. And That's only, madness. And only loses three days of pay. Wow. In it the, is the land of the free and the home of the brave. Incredible. I mean, te- only three days. I'd headbutt everyone ever gave me three, three days, days of pay. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing. It's like such a small penalty and uh, no police charge. Yeah. Amazing. It's great. I mean, I, I feel there's, bad. I there's feel a bad set of rules a, for some and a set of rules for others. Yeah, it's an animal farm. Uh, it, it feels like uh, we should be more concerned about the assault, but the bloke punched him back in the face. And you go, the real issue here is try to explain with a straight face what happened to your kids. This is almost like footy dynamics, right? When a bloke gets into an actual punch-on on a football field, but because Social it's on a football sport. field... It's not assault. Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's like, no, 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 it happened during the game. I, it's fine. I believe legally we call it expected risk. Like when you cross the white line, there's the expected risk that if you're a dickhead, you might get punched. Yeah. It's not written in the spirit of the game, but everyone knows it. It's <laughs> unwritten. 
Well, it is written into Rugby League's code of conduct. It's a part of our beautiful game, as they say. <laughs> when, it, when blokes go the biff on the field. Absolutely. So that's the second one. And the third one. We, we had to include this. US warns Sweden of negative consequences if ASAP Rocky wasn't released. <laughs> <laughs> you followed this, right? I, I actually heard, a th- I think I saw a meme of it and I was like, or maybe it was an actual tweet, but I thought it was a fake tweet. No, it's legit. So ASAP Rocky was in a fight in Sweden in between a series of shows. He then gets jailed in Sweden because there's never been a fight in Sweden. <laughs> so <laughs> the cops go, this is and our Hiroshima. And <laughs> you're going straight And he to goes to the nicest prison Holy ever. shit. <laughs> it's the couches, <laughs> cabana boys, drinks on demand. <laughs> Netflix, high, high, speed, <laughs> high speed internet connection, free childcare. It's it's just the Swedish dream. Yeah. Sauna, <laughs> Bastu, <laughs> unlimited Allen key based furniture. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what prison is. You've got to do unlimited IKEA builds. <laughs> <laughs> so U- U.S. government warned Sweden of negative consequences as it advocated for rapper ASAP Rocky during his trial for assault charges in Stockholm. Trump, along with a series of people that you would go in the only sentence (laughs) that has ever been uh, uttered this way, Trump was the most sane of all of the advocates (laughs) (laughs) for ASAP Rocky's release. The other people who were vehemently (laughs) out and about about it were Kim Kardashian. Yep. Justin Bieber. Yep. And everybody's favourite... Total psychopath with b- too much Botox and a wig, Rod Stewart. <laughs> I thought you were going to go down the Ja Rule path. <laughs> no, but he also is clearly in favour yeah. of releasing ASAP Rocky. <laughs> um, so Trump has gone hard at Sweden, who have responded by saying, this is a civil case. It's a, it's a, yeah. a low-level uh, criminal charge. We're not extraditing him. He'll be fine. Just... Yeah. Fucking sit this one out for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> he was in a bar brawl. Just let us do it and we'll give him back. Yeah. So Trump has not done that and has started threatening that uh, <laughs> damage to the bilateral uh, <laughs> relationship between Sweden and the United what? States was approaching. Give us back ASAP Rocky, <laughs> you meatball loving fucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, he's just weighing in on the case with his unique style of lunacy on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and then he speaks to the Swedish Prime Minister, Stefan Lofven, asking for his release and offering to personally vouch for his bail. Wow. It's insane how much this became like Trump going, come on, come on, <laughs> I'll give you the money. Is it a money thing? Because... I need all the black votes that I can get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being told that if I get ASAP Rocky out of a Swedish prison, I am guaranteed re-election. <laughs> you would never, ever be uttering that sentence. You wouldn't have thought you'd be uttering that sentence. No. Ne- four years ago. Never. But then, so he gets released from jail and uh, Sweden say, cool, we, we're, letting, we're letting you out on bail. You've got to come back for sentencing, but we're going to let you fly home so that Donald stops calling our Prime Minister because it's getting really fucking long in the tooth. So Trump tweets, it was a rocky week. Gets Get home ASAP, ASAP. 
I've never wanted to thumbs oh. down anything more in my <laughs> life. It's it, it's such a dad tweet, it's but also tweet. it's such a fuckboy tweet. It's yeah. like the smugness yeah. jumps off the screen. Yeah. And if there was anything that could have been done to completely reverse any positive sentiment he got from the African-American community, it's that tweet. Yeah. Because that is just the least funny thing I've ever read. Just repelling them in droves. So bad. All right, so that's the three. It's it really is front front ended. You have the man who was uh, done for a stolen gun, <laughs> car, snake, and uranium. <laughs> the second one is the uh, Texan superintendent s- smackdown, yep. which happened at a Whataburger. The third is Trump successfully berating the Swedish <laughs> prime minister into giving back seminal rapper ASAP Rocky. Yeah, it's a it's a real case of leading from the front here. Uh, the guy who sounds like he went ingredient shopping on the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely won the train wreck trophy for this week. Amazing. Play the sting. You suck! Alrighty, which means that we are moving on to One Star Reservoir, the people's segment. Gus, you've gone through the interweb to find the best one star reviews of any possible product or service that can be reviewed. What have you got for us this week, bud? Well, I have the sting for us. Play it. You! I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one star. One star reservoir. Wow! Much like the divorce rate, one out of two ain't bad. (laughs) It ain't bad. (laughs) I'm sorry. You are. (laughs) I've been gone for three weeks. That should mean that at least you can... Have the decency to front up with the two stings, the only two stings <laughs> on the show. <laughs> you moron. All right. So, as we've discussed, these are becoming more and more difficult to find. Yeah. The, the internet's uh, deep, deep reservoirs of uh, comedic re- uh, review gold are starting to run a little thin. Yep. Until I found <laughs> an unbelievable underground cave of gold. Amazing. I'm bringing to you an entire segment of Irish reviews. (laughs) (laughs) And since I am deplorable at accents, to put it mildly, I won't be doing an Irish accent. Thank God. Everybody is so welcome. All right. The first one. Jennifer. I'll tell you how many stars this is at the end. Received our delivery with extra chicken balls, so contacted the shop to let them know. They told us to keep them, which we thought was very nice of them. About 10 minutes later, a knock on the door from the owner, which asked for them back. So explained the lad on the phone told us to keep them. She became very aggressive, shouting all over the place and demanding money for them. She ran the lad in the shop and she said, he never told us to keep them. My wife had to ring him back and he said he did tell us to keep them. She was still shouting, demanding the money. Eventually, she left and another guy from the shop rang to apologise for the misunderstand. We were regular customers but by, we won't be ordering from this shop again okay Whoa. you barely breathed so i'm going to assume that there's absolutely zero punctuation there's zero I punctuation. Still, you just read it and i still don't know what has happened okay so let's backtrack here for a second this is now an irish explained video exactly this will be the at uh, the translated version yeah We received our dinner delivery with extra chicken balls. So then I contacted the shop to let them know that they'd (laughs) over-delivered. 
<laughs> the proprietor told us to keep the extra food. <laughs> the proprietor. Which we thought was incredibly generous for such an establishment. <laughs> About ten minutes later, we received a knock on the door, which surprisingly was from the owner of said restaurant. <laughs> She asked if she could have her 10 chicken balls back. So I explained politely that the person I'd phoned from her establishment told us we could keep the extra food. The owner became quite irate, very aggressive, <laughs> shouted at me and my family that we could not keep the additional food and that she would need her merchandise returned. My wife then rang the, the original proprietor, spoke to him and confirmed that we had been told to keep the extra food. However, this man then lied to us over the phone and said, I never told you you could have the additional merchandise. <laughs> the owner became more and more angry as time progressed. <laughs> Eventually, she left, which was a relief to me and my family. We felt safe for the first time in years. <laughs> Another man from the said establishment called us to apologise and said we could keep the extra chicken balls. We were regular customers, but are no longer. <laughs> Very nicely translated. The, the question here is, uh, also, it's two and a half stars. Wow. Weird. If the owner of a takeaway place came to my front door after demanded, over-delivering yeah. anything and demanded the food back, you'd be like, nah, this is you, negative. You just got to cut your losses. What's she going to do with the extra food? I don't... I don't know. It's chicken balls. So are you going to go retrieve the balls and then give it to another order? Surely. It's, or is it just the principal? She's just, she's done with it. Anyway, so two and a half stars. Uh, that's the most coherent thing that I read on this entire oh, site. Oh, wow. Yeah. This one is incredible. It's a guy called Darren. Uh, on, and there's three reviews here. On the 26th of October, <laughs> 2017... Darren gives a one-star review and says, poor delivery, cold pizza again and again. On the 29th of October... Same establishment. Same establishment. One star. Cold pizza again. Darren just decided to check. <laughs> <laughs> then on the 4th of November, what do you know? Time for pizza again. Darren, cold pizza. One and a half stars. <laughs> what? No what constitutes it all. <laughs> what constitutes the extra star? <laughs> the extra half star. If you've gone to the same place and you it keep is, getting cold pizza. It is cold, but it is what I ordered. <laughs> I'm starting to realise I may have some part to play in this what was, one what, and a half stars. What's, what's that diction, dictionary definition of insanity? People doing the same, same thing, thing over and over, expecting a different result. result. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, then the third and final one. Oh, I, I reckon I can squeeze a uh, squeeze a fourth in. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Aiden, not a real chipper. The address they gave up on this website is the address of a Chinese takeaway. When I called them, they told me to meet them under a bridge. No clue why they're on this website. One star <laughs> under a bridge. What? Yeah, I got your cello, mate. <laughs> meet me under the bridge. Bring all what? the money. Bring, bring it. Bring everything bring a tip. you have. Bring the uranium, you stooge. <laughs> okay, Laura. I ordered from here before heading out for the night. Unfortunately, my usual place hadn't opened yet because it early in day. 
<laughs> I order a carbonara. What I got what? won't a carbonara. <laughs> it was spaghetti bolognese, but like layer of cheese on it. And since I didn't have time to call up and wait another half hour for my real order, I ate it. <laughs> Worst decision of my life. <laughs> One and a half stars. How good is your life if the worst decision you've ever made was getting a cold pasta? Your life is fucking charmed, Laura. Also, why use many word when few word do trick? (laughs) And the concept of explaining a carbonara by describing a different pasta and then saying, but with a layer of cheese. (laughs) Immense. And then she just ate it. So the one and a half stars... The worst thing that ever happened to this woman is one and a half stars. Not even one star. Her worst decision doesn't even yield the bottom of the barrel. Your life is great, Laura. It's incredible. Stop whinging. Just eat your cold parts, you ungrateful fuck. And the final one, Colm. Worst service I've ever got in my life. Order the takeaway burgers and 70 minutes later I had to ring to find out what happened. I was told that it was delivered and not to call them again. (laughs) My neighbour texts me to tell me they had paid for my order thinking it was their Pizza Hut order. Although I had already paid for this online so I don't know why they were charged. I was also told on the phone our drivers wouldn't do that because it says paid. Well, they did do that so don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Then it took another 40 minutes for my food to come. I waited 110 minutes for my delivery didn't get any gesture of my money back or credit on my account. Abysmal service is even too high a rating. One and a half. Two stars. <laughs> <laughs> two stars. Irish people are just too nice. They cannot bring themselves to rate anything the absolute bottom of the barrel because they're constantly comparing it and going, oh, it could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it brings up a really good, uh, a really good point about people delivering stuff via Uber Eats and and all those sorts, you know, Foodora and Deliveroo and all that sort of thing, because sometimes GPS, especially in dense urban areas, sometimes it it, it screws up, right? And uh, I, sure. saw, I saw this girl recently. She lives in this apartment, and she would have her food sometimes delivered to her neighbour, and her neighbour. Because she's prepaid for it, we'll just take the food. Oh, you can't, you can't do they that. They just take the food, and that's then it's like, cool, free food. Then I guess that's. I a- was like, <laughs> what? It fucking floored me. <laughs> that's a hundred percent what happened here. I've got two major plot holes to investigate. Oh yeah. The first one is that the bloke ordered burgers, and yeah. his neighbours like thought it was my Pizza Hut. Yeah. The fuck is that about? Yeah, definitely not. There's zero chance that Pizza Hut has uh, splurged out into the cool all our shit comes in nameless brown paper bags <laughs> <laughs> also he's not paid for it yeah so he's just taken it and that's the flimsiest excuse the delivery dr- or the delivery driver has rocked up realized it's the wrong address gone uh, and the guys open the door and gone pizza hut and he's gone yeah <laughs> that'll be 25 yeah. <laughs> euros. The guy pays him and he's never walking back to his Pizza Hut job. Yeah. Because he's going to start his own hotel. Or, or his burger burger job because he's definitely getting paid a euro an hour or something. Oh, Delivery yeah. driving yeah. food is the pits. Oh, yeah. I say that anecdotally because <laughs> I've never done it. Because I've never sunk low enough to take that job. I'm only at P on the waspy shit list. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fuck. Also... Uh, Speaking of food getting delivered to the wrong spot, um, so because Uber and Uber Eats connect up to the same 
database. Yeah. If you're constantly getting Ubers from a location, then they will offer that to you on Uber Eats as a as a delivery address. Yeah. I hadn't thought about the fact that I'd been getting so many Ubers back from my mate Cordy's place in Petersham that that had become the delivery address <laughs> from, for Uber Eats. So when I I typed it in, uh, well, when I'd ordered um, food and I'd realised, got a message, great, your food's around the corner. The guy sends me a message and he goes, I'm here. And I've looked out the front of the house and gone, nah, where are you? And then I look at the map. Yeah, he's exactly where he's supposed to be in Petersham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's <laughs> happened is that he's knocked on the door. Cordy has opened it. Uh, the guy's gone, delivery. Cordy has thought about taking my food, but has looked at the name and gone, nah, that's not mine, but I know where that guy lives. <laughs> Gives him a different address. <laughs> my food rocks up through absolutely no additional support from me but yeah. just because he's a good Samaritan yeah. and he had the opportunity to just take it as a troll and he's done far worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was amazed when it rocked up so I proceeded to do it again by accident a second time. <laughs> <laughs> second time, he's away on holidays. <laughs> so just rocks, this delivery driver rocks up to an abandoned place, knocks on the door for abandoned. a... Abandoned? <laughs> what, a dilapidated lot? Bought it up with a final notice on the, on the screen Gone door. fishing for three weeks. When there's nobody there, instead of calling me and trying to deliver, he just leaves the food on the doorstep and no. I had to go and retrieve it from <laughs> Petersham, <laughs> which served me right for the first time around. <laughs> so when it got cold Vietnamese <laughs> and I left a one and a half star review saying, cold Vietnamese again. <laughs> Oh, so good. All right. That's the end of Irish Reviews, which means that it is time uh, for our first media portion in uh, the better part of a month. Rig has it. Is it modern? Is it ye olde times? Time will tell. What do you got? What do you think? I reckon it's ancient. (laughs) You think it's ancient? You think it's ye olde or do you think it's relatively modern? I think due to the the nature of the question Mm -hmm. that it will be ye olde. You are correct. Yes. I'm taking you back, back, back to the year 1726. There we go. Where things were simpler slash plague-ridden. Oh, yeah. So a pregnant peasant woman by the name of Mary Toft is startled by the sight of a rabbit out in a field and miscarries. Oh, what? However, That is simpler time. Oh, yeah. However, after the miscarriage, she goes into labour a couple of days later. Her neighbour is called as she gives birth to several animal parts. What? Yeah, several animal parts. Toft and her neighbour are freaked out and they send it to a local prominent doctor and I'm assuming amazing eyebrow eyebrow cultivator John Howard. (laughs) (laughs) Who's called John Howard in the 1700s? That's amazing. You'd be surprised. John Howard doesn't believe it. I mean, would you, right? You've just received animal parts I in the mail. I still don't believe it. You just wi- told me. With a note that reads, this came out of a woman's <laughs> vagina. Come and see for yourself, if you dare. Like some shitty carnival funhouse. Yeah, circus freak show. Yeah. And look, b- because this is well, well before PlayStations and he's got nothing better to do, he goes and sees what all the fuss is about. Sure. And is immediately regrets his decision because that would look gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At, have you seen women giving birth to actual kids? Still tough. gross. Very, very tough. <laughs> At first, 
Mary seems fine, so he thinks nothing to see here. But when he gets more animal parts in the mail, along with a postcard saying what I assume to be, wish you were here. <laughs> parts are beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> wish you were here. Here's he, an ear. Yeah, he goes back. So over the next few days, he delivers three legs of a cat of a tabby colour and one leg of a rabbit. The guts were as a cat's and in them were three pieces of the backbone of an eel. The cat's feet supposed were formed in her imagination from a cat she was fond of that slept on the bed at night. That's obviously written in 18th century English. Sure, but it still makes more sense, that Irish review. (laughs) From 2019. So the story starts making the rounds with the medical community as John Howard... (laughs) <laughs> sends letters out to anyone who cares. Yeah, uh, they start with stop the boats, but also check out these weird animal parts <laughs> yeah. that I found. It just so happens that a shitload of people care because a woman is pushing out animals. Yeah, surprisingly large news. Yeah, so he Can you imagine that making... If that happened today, the world would lose their fucking oh, yeah. mind. Yeah, it's no, all, I know. It, it's already like the, the, the tabloids are trashy as it is, yeah. but when real news is woman births bits of cat. Yeah, as opposed to doesn't J-Lo look great at 50? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so he moves Mary to his practice in Guildford, delivering Ah, delivering animals. Just just east of Parramatta. (laughs) Uh, He he moves Mary to his practice in Guildford, delivering animals to anyone doubting his findings. So word eventually gets to Nathaniel St. Andre. Ooh. Who was, who was surgeon to the royal household, so you're exactly right. Uh, and Samuel Molyneux, uh, or Molyneux, Molyneux, you know how it's, you know what I'm French saying. French guy. French guy, secretary to the Prince of Wales. So they arrive on the 15th of November, and Mary pushes out the torso of a rabbit. Oh, oh man. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot more of this coming. <laughs> she, she must be going, guys... <laughs> understand that this is really big news in the medical community, but any chance, any danger, you could give me a diagnosis. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> I just pushed out half a rabbit and yeah. this is not stopping. Yeah, exactly. So St. Andre performs an examination and concludes that the rabbits were bred in Mary's fallopian tubes. Oh. 18th century. That definitely doesn't happen. Over the course of the day, she pushes out another rabbit torso, rabbit skin and a head. Okay, so that's the rest of the rabbit. The reigning monarch at the time, King George the First, is all about bunny baby mama. <laughs> he fucking loves it. Yeah. So he sends another surgeon, Syriacus Arles. Oh, you know that's an evil fuck. That is the name of and a- <laughs> he and just from that name alone, you know he is not about baby bunny baby mama at all. Nah. Howard also doesn't let him help deliver any animals, so Arles reckons that all these bitches be shady. <laughs> he lets the king know as much in the, in the letters that he sends back to London. So he's being locked outside a room while John Howard <laughs> is delivering rabbits b- from this b- woman. <laughs> Bushily. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> obese rabbit and cat parts yeah. out of a woman who seems surprisingly unhindered. <laughs> I know. She's fine. Uh... Arla's suspicions are enough for the king to send St. Andre back to Guildford. Andre 3000. Yeah, Andre 3000 or Andre 1726 (laughs) to sort it all out. Howard lets them know that Mary has pumped out two more rabbits in their absence. So 
Say, say Andre. Andre seventeen twenty six. Th- these, an- the, but these animals are dead, right? Like so. So it's obviously well, the parts. If you got half so a they're, rabbit, they're, I'm uh, assu- uh, that is dead. I didn't. I didn't put this quote into the final thing because it was just so hard to read in old timey English. But Howard basically said some of them leapt and some of them didn't leap. So like some of them were alive and some of them weren't. Leapt, as in like. For past tense of leaping. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for explaining the grammar behind well, it. I that's not my that's question. Well, I don't know what you mean. My question is the the physical imagery of a bunny getting shot out of a vagina cannon <laughs> as, opposed, <laughs> as opposed to being delivered. Like, it, it would... Yeah, no, I don't yeah. think it was shot out. It didn't come out and then eat a fucking carrot and say, what's up, Doc? <laughs> Just leaning on the door. Yeah. Right, okay, I'm with you. So... Andre seventeen twenty six reckons Arla's sucks and hates to party with rabbit human hybrids. <laughs> so he gets a bunch of affidavits from people who have seen the rabbits actually come out of Mary. That's what you do. Yeah, Se- seventeen twenty six. That's yeah. there's there's no internet. Exactly. There's, there's no comms. Way before PlayStation. It's just people looking. This undermines Arla's honesty, and so the train rolls on. Good. Now that it's super legit, King George the first is super pumped. Bang! Let's get this circus on the road. Exactly right. Bring Mary Toff to London, he says, and I assume what is the worst <laughs> English and the worst accent because he is 2,000% German. <laughs> Classic Royals. Classic Royals. <sighs> it's so fucked how they're just like, all right, you there, eight-year-old boy, you are now in charge of a land that you've never stepped foot in and you <laughs> will rule all of its people. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened did, with this guy. Did we mention your eight? Yeah. Also... Try to speak the language, and he's like, "Not for me." <laughs> Until he found baby mama, <laughs> she's just yeah. pushing, pushing out bunnies left, yeah. right, and center. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, this yeah, this king just absolutely riddled with it. It was like Schwarzenegger playing John Kimball in Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I am Ich bin King George of England. Um, but by now the papers have got a hold of it, which is huge. Not only because this woman is giving birth to animals, but because newspapers literally just became a thing. Exactly. Print, printing presses are not that old. People were still holding up, you know, the papers when they first came out, like pinching their fingers together and being like, what is this sorcery? <laughs> Black magic. <laughs> the devil is alive. This is now? This is happening now? <laughs> it didn't help that the front page described a woman who was birthing animal parts. <laughs> exactly. They're like, it did not allay their oh, fears that this was from the future. This is the end. <laughs> this is how we go out. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, they're just, what is this sorcery with all these bloody newspapers? Probably got some bloke with a chisel and tablet thinking it's all just a phase. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Mary uh, Mary Toft is brought to London and uh, Andre 1726 arranges a travelling sideshow of eminent physicians to uh, to come and have at her weirdness. <laughs> One bloke named uh, James, oh, sorry, John Morbray. John Morbray comes in to have a look at her and he's convinced that his theory of maternal impression is validated. So maternal impression was, for some bizarre reason, a widely held belief... That conception and pregnancy could be influenced by what the mother dreamt or saw. You see a cat, bam, your kids look like cats. <laughs> this it seems super <laughs> legit. We didn't go too far for the uh, the modern interpretation, which is if you don't play Mozart, 
during labour, oh. your kid's going to be a fucking moron. Yeah. And then <laughs> he's going to end up writing one-star reviews over and over yeah. about cold pizza, <laughs> stealing uranium and reptiles in the back of a fucking stolen caddy. That's no, so true. But yeah, so when Morbray sees rabbits coming out of Mary, he's like, mm, daddy-like. <laughs> oh, yuck. <laughs> you are filth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pretend that you're just conveying this. That was unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> so another famous doctor of the time, James Douglas, was very not so daddy-like. Yeah. T- so two names. Yeah. He actually kept his distance because to him something smelled fishy and it wasn't just the parts of eel that Mary was yeah. pushing out. <laughs> yeah, that's <Hey-o>! weird. <laughs> <laughs> From way downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, he, w- he went to go and see Mary who went into labour several times but didn't give birth uh, to any anything or anyone. So... Which, which she was pumped about. Yeah. And the rest of the kingdom were gutted yeah. about. Yeah, totally. So, on December 7th, eight days after arriving in London, Douglas's suspicions lead him to interrogate Mary for several hours for several days. Another physician, Richard Manningham, it's a whole cast oh, of characters wow. now. This is... Richard Manningham, it's just... Ex- <laughs> Everyone's got a speaking line. Oh, there is no, there is no tree number one in this story. I was about to say this is townsfolk <laughs> number one. It, they're all bit players. They all have lines. This is the exact written cast from the original production of My Fair Lady, yeah. <laughs> and the ensemble has a lot of numbers. <laughs> all right. Uh, so another physician, Richard Manningham, who also isn't convinced tells Mary that she may have something stuck in the cavity of your, of her uterus and that it will require painful surgery to fix it. Ooh. Solid bluff oh. by Manningham. Yeah. Who I imagine wears sunglasses at night at the poker table. <laughs> Maybe speed dealers. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It's just knock-off Oakleys. Yeah. <laughs> it is at this point that Mary Toft confesses. Yeah. What she confesses to... is actually birthing the parts will all be revealed right after this break. Mateship. Loyalty. Diggers. Servos. Mateship again. Not being a dog. Footy huddles. Bin chickens. Rorts. Having a red hot go. New Prime Ministers. $10 schnitties with pepper sauce. $3 skewies at the bolo. Lying to bouncers. These are the foundations that our great nation is built on. Is your company slash brand slash not-for-profit slash tax front built on these same foundations? As a proud Australian-owned company, do you embrace and encourage traits like having a red-hot go, loyalty, and not being a dog? Yeah, of course you bloody well do. So sling your wallet where your lips are and lob us a pineapple. Or blow smoke up your ass on air for 30 seconds and we swear it's not going into the Bricky's laptop at the Ari. So Mary Toft confesses that this whole thing has been a hoax. Ah, oh, yes. So back because, when she... Because why? Why the fuck would it not be a hoax? Uh, well, why is the central tenet of what we're about to get into? So back when she had her first miscarriage, and while her cervix admitted access, an accomplice helped shove the claws and body of a cat and the head of a rabbit into her womb. Oh, what the fuck? It was a simpler time. It was a fucking weirder time. Oh. They then created a story about being startled by rabbits in the field and then being obsessed with them thereafter. They bribed accomplices every step of the way to get them more animals to shove in and then it all snowballed. 
one question. One very, very pertinent question. I think I know the answer. Why though? Money. Apparently, you're, you're, yeah. It has Inevitably, to be, it has to be. Cash. Apparently, Mary was told that she could become a carnival act and make heaps of money. Oh, what? Which was a really viable occupation how, at that point. That's, how is? I mean, we're that's, in the seventeen twenties. That's the seventeen twenties yeah. version of yeah. doing a law degree. No, no, no. It's a seventeen seventeen twenties version of The Voice. <laughs> Get money for doing fuck all. <laughs> How is that the first place that your mind goes to, though, right? Like, if I'm a dentist performing root canal, I'm not going to be like, well, while we're here, I may as well funnel some live mice down your throat, <laughs> and then you can vomit mice. You're going to be a star, baby. <laughs> People will come from far and wide to buy with their hard-earned cash to watch the amazing mouse chunderer. <laughs> no, this is one of those uh, one thing leads to another situations. She was literally just sitting around with a mate. They were having some mead or whatever the fuck 1720s booze is. And one of, them, one of them went, you know what? I've been getting heaps of these uh, newspaper cutouts about get-rich-quick schemes. <laughs> How about we stuff you full of animals and you birth them? And that's literally the best idea in 1720. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That essentially is the best one. Uh, so she goes to prison for fraud. Oh, for about six months. Yeah, that's where probably people, about right. Yeah, you'd, ca- you'd call that. I mean, she's gone through a lot. Yeah, where, at, a, at her own. At hands. Her, yeah, self-inflicted. That's like getting a hangover. People don't feel sorry for you. It's no, self-inflicted. You did that. She goes to prison for fraud for six months, where people mob the place just to get a glimpse of it. She ends up getting discharged because the case is so bizarre they don't even have an actual crime to charge her with. Yes, it's uranium. <laughs> the system works. <laughs> Drop-down menu does not have birthing, <laughs> birthing animals and after having, shoving them into your womb. <laughs> having tins of uranium near your snake. <laughs> she ends up having another human child and then dies in 1763 where her, her obituary runs in the paper alongside aristocrats. <laughs> Who's laughing now? The weirdest part is that a human child came out brandishing two cat's paws. <laughs> look what I found inside. <laughs> These were leftover souvenirs. So look for her, not a bad wicket in the end. Yeah, I mean, so she. you had to make the best of a really shitty situation in the 1700s. And the, the door, rich the were door getting richer, qu- the poor were getting poorer. And the door quite literally was open. <laughs> her door, a.k.a. her service. Yes, of course. Which, uh, which is, I guess, a thing that uh, fortunately we've moved past, mostly because the internet... Well, you think that, but then the government comes out with baby bonuses and then all of a sudden people be having seven kids. <laughs> well, yeah, but... Human kids. I, I, I feel. I feel that so it's provided better. they're human kids and they're and they're not bringing a half a rabbit into the world and going, give me my three well, grand. Y- well, I guess you don't have to take care of the half a rabbit. <laughs> no, that half a rabbit's not going to stick around for eighteen <laughs> years and just bleed your bank account dry. <laughs> it does not need to go through a full schooling. <laughs> so yeah, not a bad wicket for her in the end. For some of the doctors involved, though, it was career ending. Of course. So John Howard. Bushy eyebrows, future Prime Minister. His face was red. The first doctor and believer, he goes to court with Mary Toft and is fined £800. That's that's his whole life. That is... So much money. £117,000 in today's money. Okay. He probably had more. I feel like as a doctor, he 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 was probably okay. Yeah. Goes back to Guildford to continue his practice, dies in 1755. Andre, 1726. 1726. The surgeon to the court 
who was a believer, was ridiculed because he had a full version of the case actually published on December 3rd, which is four days before her confession. That's the best. That is the best. So he His did, Netflix special came out at the worst possible time. Not only that, but remember the one... Th- he's the only bit player in this story, Samuel Molyneux, who is his companion. Of course. Samuel Molyneux dies, right? And so Andre1726 goes, couldn't help but notice you left a wife behind, marries her... <laughs> Which made everyone hate his guts. Yeah, but also, Molyneux's wife is like, Ugh, I don't know. It's one doctor, another doctor, who gives a fuck? Right, so he loses his job, and she's she attends for the Queen. She loses her job as well, oh, because gross. everyone's like, you, you two are gross. <laughs> this is 1726. Some chick pushed out animals, that's one thing. <laughs> Have some but propriety. You, but you married a widow of your colleague. <laughs> you are gross, sir. Get out of the court. So he gets out, but they lived off the wealth of his bride. He died aged 96. So that's huge for back then. Big again, numbers. Again, we counting, bringing inflation into account, that's like 190. <laughs> yeah. Richard Manningham, sceptic and poker face champion. <laughs> he's, he's champion and he's given money. Yeah. So Prince's diary account of the Toft case, as well as Mary's confession on the 12th of September, which was five days later. For good measure, he, t- he takes a swipe at James Douglas, the other sceptic, by saying he was successfully fooled by the ruse. Yes. Just going down swinging. <laughs> despite, despite being a doctor of quite high standing, history remembers him only for the involvement in this case. <laughs> Eat shit, dick. <laughs> and uh, James Douglas, also a sceptic, wrote his own account of the case and then took a swipe, rightfully so, at old John Morbray, the old bloke who said, you look at a cat, you give birth to a cat. <laughs> <laughs> essentially telling him in an academic way that he was a fucking kook <laughs> and a human woman cannot give birth to other species. Actually quite well known, uh, this guy, James Douglas. I, I was about to say that human women cannot give birth to other species. Yes, it is, Rig. It's really commonly known. <laughs> James Douglas actually might be known to a lot of women today because a shit ton of the female pelvic anatomy is named after him. So... Ladies, your Douglas pouch, <laughs> which I'm not going to go into, is named after this man. I was about to say. Now let us <laughs> never speak of the Douglas pouch again. <laughs> that is, please let that not be a euphemism <laughs> because I do not want to know no, what it's, the, it's, it's the a, urban dictionary definition yeah. of things like a Douglas pouch <laughs> and a James pocket are. <laughs> And uh, look, such was the damage to the medical profession. Doctors who weren't even involved at all were writing into publications going, I didn't fuck with this. I'm a good doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Because there were a bunch of satire pieces and paintings like created that were mocking the entire medical community until finally it faded into obscurity before being picked up by an amazing Australian podcast. (laughs) And that brings us into the present. And that brings us into the present. <laughs> oh, that's so Kept good. it a bit short and sweet. Oh, that's good, mate. That's very, very good. And, uh, and again, just the, the pure concept of how the circus or being a travelling animal part birthing <laughs> freak <laughs> was a really viable occupational stream. There's a reason why we only remember... The big ones, the bearded lady, yeah. the strong man. Yeah. You know, there there is no woman giving birth to animals. <laughs> so that, was, that that never made it into the cultural <laughs> ether. And also now circuses are 
A, so naff, and B, so unpopular <laughs> that the, <laughs> no one wants to go. I was driving through Parramatta on the way to a site the other day and there's literally a massive billboard ad for the new Lion King movie. Yeah. And underneath it to the right was like Stardust Circus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that is a very different lion. <laughs> <laughs> that lion was promised everything and given nothing. <laughs> and I wish such disharmony on the family of all circuses. <laughs> you absolute animal-hating fucks. Well, that's it, mate. That's it for another week. Oh, delish. How are the people going to get in touch with us? Because although we've been promising it for quite some time, we are indeed <laughs> doing a people's show <laughs> imminently. If people send us stuff. So... We want you to send us stuff uh, through to our Instagram account, which is Gus and Rig at G U S A N D R I G. Hit us up on Facebook. Just look up Shit Show, all one word. Or send us a meteor email to shitshow.au at gmail.com. Yep. It's going to be great. Send us all of your snakes and uranium. <laughs> also, if we could just get an artist's impression from the one and the only. Crystal Davis of what happens when a snake spends heaps too much time near a bottle of Kentucky bourbon <laughs> and a tub of uranium. That'd be ace. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll just keep breaking our promises about sending you stuff. We're literally looking, we're at, looking the at the We're looking at the pilot. We have to send it. We have to send it. Yeah, they're coming your way, Crystal, sometime soon in our lifetimes. In the future. That's what they said back in 1726. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. See ya. Ba ba ba